Hi, I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and welcome to From the Heart. Today I'm here without my co-host, Joshua Vickery. Joshua, we will miss you today. But I am here to let you know, listeners, that we are all about the arts in Central Florida. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about the thriving arts community. So on this show, we are excited every week to introduce you to talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, as you know, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart. So thank you for joining us. And hello to our guest today. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having us. I'm so glad you're here. Listeners, today we have... From the Mount Dora Center for the Arts, Nancy Zinkowski, Executive Director, and Chelsea Valila, Gallery Manager and Volunteer Coordinator. So how exciting to have you both here. Did I say that right? You did. You did oh, a great yay, job. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Making sure. She said, sometimes they even say vanilla. And I'm like, why did she say that? I might think. <laughs> but no, because it's one of my favorite flavors. Um, well, welcome to both of you. So you're here talking about the Mount Dora Center for the Arts. And I've expressed to you that I've been there. It's a beautiful center. Um, tell us about each of your roles. How about if we start with you, Nancy? Well, as the executive director, I wear many, many hats. <laughs> we do a lot with Three staff members there. Three staff members. Yes. Wow. Um, our major uh, thing that we do at the art center is put on the arts festival. We are, we just finished our forty third year. Oh, how long have you been with that? I've been with the center uh, eleven, going on twelve years. So you've done almost twelve of those art festivals yes. because you get hundreds of artists there. Yes, we do about two hundred and ninety to three hundred and ten artists uh, every year. Wow. 200,000 people come downtown to our little quaint town. And it is days. a quaint town because if you've ever been to Mount Dora, you know that it's small streets and the, and the little rolling hills. And then to see that come to life with, as far as you can see, heads of people. Yes, very absolutely. Exciting. Sometimes too many people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did that art festival get started? It got started actually... Uh, a group of like-minded friends that were artists um, out of someone's living room. They, um, their first t-shirts were printed set by hand. Wow. It was a small one street um, artist in the area that came and put together the festival. Wow. And that's how it started. I mentioned earlier that my husband had done that a few times back in the n- early 90s. So to think it's still been going on since then. Yes. Wow. And even then it was wall-to-wall people. How exciting. Absolutely. And and what else do you do with your arts organization besides that major art festival? Well, in our mission statement, we um, not only educate um, and collaborate with artists locally and nationally, um, we put on other events like uh, fundraising events or social events um, to bring awareness to the arts in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have, I'm sure you'll tell us about ones that are coming up. We'll get to that in yeah. a moment. Um, so t- introduce us to Chelsea Valila and tell us a little bit about your gallery manager and volunteer coordinator that's with you today. Well, our gallery manager and coordinator is fairly new to the center. Oh. She was hired back in September. We love her. She started teaching there. And we hooked her in. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nancy, what did you, I'm sorry, Chelsea, what did you start teaching when you um, came in? I started last summer as, actually before last summer, because I initially was teaching um, an adult class on visual journaling, because I'm an artist as well. 
So I started there. Nancy said, hey, how would you like to teach kids in the summertime? And my background is um, as an art educator, K through 12. So uh, having moved down here and I just had a, a, a small daughter with me, I wasn't in the classroom and I thought maybe it's time to get back in there. So I signed up to be a full-time summer instructor for our great arts camp. And um, after that, she wrote me in full-time. So wow. I've been there ever since. <laughs> and how many on your full-time staff? Three. Three. There's, so there's one more. We have a marketing director. Uh-huh. They're out marketing today. She's out marketing, marketing. today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So often it's the women that are mm-hmm. running our arts organizations when we have in there. Do you have any idea why that might be? I've never asked that before, but I just thought I would. Ooh. We might. Well, maybe because we think with both sides of our brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, it's true. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we can all agree to that because mm-hmm. <laughs> Joshua's not here, but I think he would too, probably. <laughs> He's surrounded by mostly women when I think about it. Um, wonderful. So when you think about what the difference your center has made in the arts for the years that you've been there, what are some of the changes you've seen happen? Wow, so many. Um, I think we're a lot more involved in the community. When I first started working there, um, we were a a little entity, and we've really blossomed out. We've changed our building. uh, We opened up a co-op with our member artists, um, a gift shop. We incubated them, and now they're their own uh, 501c3 now. So we kind of incubated them to where they're on their own, but they're part of our building. Um, you have to be a member to be in the in the gift shop. Um, we brought in... How is your membership going? Are you pleased with where it is? Yeah, we, we are always welcome to have many, many more. <laughs> and do your members need to be from Mount Dora? Or? Nope. No. No. We have a few members that are snowbirds, so we have a lot that go home through the summer. All right. Um, we have uh, all... Not just Lake County, we have Orange County and, and Osceola County okay. that are part of our membership. Besides the large art festival that you have every year, what month is that in? February. February. First, first full weekend in February. I couldn't remember. I think I mentioned to you my husband Jason Hunt has done that a few times. And um, boy, I remember just being amazed at the amount of people that would come through those small mm-hmm. streets as far as you can see, just people's heads. Um, besides the major art festival in February, what are some of the other events that you're proud of that are regular? Well, we do an art in the park for underserved children. Obviously, we you know that art is being eliminated in schools. So we have a free art in the park every Saturday. Um, every Saturday year-round? Uh, it's usually from March to April and then September through November. Pretty much the school, yeah. during the school years. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of things might the children do? We, um, we advertise what art we're going to be doing that the week before prior um we try to hit on all different kinds of mediums the collage and painting and um paper mache and that kind of thing different instructors no we have one instructor that instructs we get volunteers to come and help out Mm -hmm. they also have some side um art beading and coloring and we try to keep them busy for a couple hours are there any performing arts um projects or workshops for the children too not necessarily, no. Uh, we, we're pretty much visual art. Visual art, mm-hmm. okay. But we are welcome to, uh, or we're, we're open to growing it um, because the arts are 
all-encompassing. So we have at our center, we have a dance studio. Oh, nice. Um, it's still set up with bars and windows. I mean, ballet bars, <laughs> ballet bars and mirrors. Um, and then downstairs? we had a... No, downstairs on our first floor is our gallery Okay, um, where we have exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Um, upstairs are the classrooms and the offices. So in the past, we've had music um, classes and it would be wonderful to get that going again. So we truly would be a fine arts center. Lovely. Um, well, um, are you constantly looking for more volunteers? We always need volunteers. <laughs> How nice of you to ask. Well, that's, that's your area of expertise. Yes. Talk about that. What are some of the things, where do you stand with your volunteers now and where are you looking to go? Uh, we have a great volunteer base. Um, in the gallery, we have gallery greeters. They are unpaid, basically docents who can come. Um, if you come to the gallery, they will walk you through the exhibit. They'll explain it. Um, any questions you have, they're there for you. They... Let's see, we also use volunteers for our Art in the Park program. So we have board members and community volunteers who go and help the kids as they're making their projects in the park. They rave about it. They're Uh the ones who I think want to be there even more than the kids sometimes. (laughs) Um, We use volunteers, especially during the Arts Festival. We use more than... I'm going to say we fill 200 volunteer slots during so. festival. We Be- could not do it without with the volunteers. With all those vo- artists that you have there. I mean, that's amazing. It's amazing. An amazing amount of logistical preparation mm-hmm. has to go into the festival. Um, and from where the trash cans will be to, you know, what kind of butter do we buy for the hospitality room. Right. So, and every year you just get better and better at it. Amazing. We like to think so, yes. The Thank town you. must be so proud of that. I think so. I think we've left a good mark. We're known for our hospitality to the artists. They um, they rave about how kind we are to them because mm-hmm. they go to a, a lot of the artists that do the art festival circuits. They see different producers of art festivals and they rave about um, how we are hospitable for them. Mm-hmm. And we were ranked seventh in the nation for I, I know, you're definitely mm-hmm. one of the top art shows from uh, being a wife of a husband that does the outdoor art circuits we certainly know of your your show it's and that one boy just getting in there it, it's such a beautiful area out in the middle of nowhere I used to ride my bike from here out there mm-hmm. that's how far we'd go once you get there you slow down because of all those hills you have I'd call them mountains <laughs> you can climb Mount Dora all 1200 inches <laughs> I think or 2100 inches. it never felt like that <laughs> um but once you get out there, boy, you feel like you're in the middle of uh, paradise. It's a very northern feel for a southern town, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a small, almost has like a, a New England kind of flavor to it. And, and for the longest like time, I think your area was known for its uh, little antique stores. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We still have a few. Um, and Renegers mm-hmm. is close by, and they always have big events going on. So I think a lot of times, whoever, anybody that's coming out as far as Renegers usually stops downtown to, to see what's going on, too. Well, for each of you in the roles that you have with your organization, what are some of the challenges uh, that you have in each of your positions? Not enough time in the day. Well, that's any executive <laughs> that director, <is> right? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, I think we're we're up against, uh, I don't want to say the stigma that the arts are not as important now, but that's the flavor that's going around the country right now well, and going through the school systems. in the budget from the top down. Yes. Um, How has that affected you both heavily, um, nationally heavily. and in our state? Especially statewide. We just um, received news that because of the drastic state budget cuts to the arts, um, we've lost 
one of our grants completely, one that was a huge amount, and the second one we're only receiving a portion. The one that you lost, what was mm-hmm. that? Culture Builds Florida. That's through the State um, the state Department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? When we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about that mm-hmm. and see what else we could put out there for people if they have a way to help us out. But right now we're going to go take a break. Listeners, thank you for listening to us on Magic 107.7 FM. This is From the Heart, and I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, here today without Joshua Vickery, who says hello. He's out making art happen elsewhere in the world today. Uh, we're very happy that today, representing Mount Dora Center for the Arts, we have Nancy Zinkowski, Executive Director, and with Nancy is Chelsea Valila, Gallery Manager and Volunteer Coordinator. And we're talking about what Mount Dora Center for the Arts offers to Mount Dora and what the arts offer to all of our lives. So um, we started talking just a little bit before we left about, um, well, that went out of my mind, about the money. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. She just gave us that sign that you always give for money. More, more. Um, tell us about that. So we were talking about the, the grant cuts that we've received, and we're not alone. Um, I think all of the arts um, venues across Florida have been pretty hard hit. So oh, How hard were you hit? Um, significantly. We, we applied for two major grants. Um, this past year, receiving some of the highest scores we've ever gotten and mm. still did not receive simply because the funds were not there. Mm. Um, I believe it was overall the state slashed from 50 million? 90%. So 90%. It went from 54 million to 2. To 2 million to share amongst all the, you know, all the Joshua's grantees. been talking about that the last few episodes. His organization, yeah. Central Florida Community Arts, has mm-hmm. been hit to everyone. It's just sad. really sad. sad. So with that, Big a cut. Boy, what a scramble. Tell us how you're adjusting. Well, we just got the news this last week, so we are we are formulating Were you some plans. It to be quite this drastic? We knew we knew it would be significant. Mm-hmm. So we had that in our minds. Um, what we need to do now is just address fundraising in a different way, mm-hmm. in a new, more vibrant way. We need to add some fundraising events possibly. Um, there are a few online possibilities for people who want to get involved and help not only us, but um, other arts venues. You can go through unitedarts.com. Through the month of April, they're doing some special um, added benefits. If you donate through their website, I think one of the benefits is that you get a subscription to the United Arts Magazine. Another one at a slightly higher donation rate, you are able to be issued a special card that that gets you discounts throughout the area on, on different events um, and venues. UnitedArts.com. United Arts. Yes, we've uh-huh. had Flora Maria Garcia on yes. who's uh-huh. spoken of that. And I can't tell our listeners enough that every little bit matters. Because if every listener out there even just did $5, that adds up. It would up. be huge. It is. Because it's right now, the cut is significant. Mm-hmm. And if you want to bypass United Arts, not that we are recommending that, but um, you can also donate directly to the Mount Dora Center 
for the arts through our website. There's a shopping cart. Dot um, com, correct? www.mdca.org. Org. MDCA, Mount Dora mm-hmm. Center for the, the Arts. Arts. Dot org. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it came that, that harsh. So people gather for the arts in a way that's different than a lot of other places that um, have budget cuts. Talk about that because there's such a passion for it and a need for it. And um, we get creative. We are creative people. We find ways. Talk about how you've found some creative ways and people who have surprised you with ways of helping you out. Hmm. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing different this year that perhaps you haven't done before because you've had to? Well, we we tried to add a, another event, a jewelry show, just jewelers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working on trying to continue that and build on that. It's probably going to happen next March. Mm-hmm. Um the other ways to get them involved, especially our membership, um, is to bring them in socially because art is community. Without art, you don't have community. So that's something that we stress a lot. Art is your life. I love that. Without art, you don't have community. And without community, you don't have art. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something that we stress as much as we can. And we talk it up. All of our board members talk it up. Tell your friends, tell your family. It's, it shouldn't just be you know once a month meeting or going to an art opening. It's daily. Mm-hmm. It's every day. We, we stri- strive to talk about that each week here too. Um, Mount Dora, you know, you're like our cousin here in Orlando. You're not mm-hmm. far away. You spend a lot of time there. It's one of the beautiful areas we often bring our guests to when they come from out of town and they go, Florida, it's so flat. It's so, so new because they look at the developments and like let me take you for a ride uh-huh. and then we go out <laughs> and we go through those beautiful hills out in the hills area and mm-hmm. i used to ride my bike out there and and then we come upon this little village like of a town it looks like out of dr seuss or something mm-hmm. right <laughs> like you should all come out singing <laughs> which i'm sure you do at christmas time um but communities gather for the arts and in a way that's that's different it's like the heart and soul yeah it makes it even more puzzling as to why funding is being cut, you know. Um, it really does bring people together. Um, there's a lot of room for growth, and you want better communities. You need to have these things in place, mm-hmm. and, and we need to have the ability and, and the funding, really, to, to keep growing the programs. Um, yeah, it's sad. I mean, even all the research in, about art in schools, it all points to the benefits of arts, um, helping kids develop personality and skills that aren't taught in the core classrooms mm-hmm. or the core subject areas. For your schools, has that affected the classes in the classroom as well with our budget cuts? Um, I, you know what? I'm not sure what how it's affected the public schools um, exactly. I know that Lake County is trying to get more arts programs back into the schools. There was a time when they were cut completely almost from the elementary schools, and I think they're trying to, to pull that back in. I know Osceola County, we've had people from the schools out there talking about a lot of their music classes and extracurricular activities being cut mm-hmm. but nice nice enough a lot of people are stepping up and saying no we're not going to let this happen and they're right that's right they're doing what they have to do to make it and that's what we're trying with with the programs that we're incorporating into our outreach like art in the park um we're trying to kind of bridge that gap between what they're not getting in school and what they need to be getting mm-hmm. so it's just another opportunity for for families to to get a little bit of art into the kids lives so if our guests that are listening are maybe they've not been to Mount Dora in a long time or they've never been, 
for them to come up on a weekend, give them an idea of what they could do during that weekend that would give them the flavor of Mount Dora and also see how the arts affect Mount Dora and how they can experience it while there. It depends on whether you come during a festival weekend or not. There's because we're known as the town of festivals, right? And antiques, so, and antiques, and those cute little stores. Yes, yes. It's so not talk hard about to both. fill a day. So talk about both because there's value to both. Because when you come when it's not a festival, there's not as many people. Correct. Uh, which has its own charm. And then when there's a lot of people, it's like a big party. Mm-hmm. So talk about both. Well, there's lots of galleries that you can visit in Mount Dora, um, the Modernism Museum, and their shop. They're fairly new to Mount Dora. It's an amazing uh, exhibit going on with David Bowie's collection there. Really? Yes, okay. really beautiful. I'm going to write this down because we're coming back to the David Bowie collection. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I'm going to be coming out real soon, actually. Yeah. And then the local artists that uh, are fortunate enough to have their own galleries and studios there. They're always open for and always willing to have anybody come visit and see their amazing art as well. Okay. We have lots of um, art gift shops that are local artists. You sure do. Put their art in these gift shops. We have a good amount of those. Mm-hmm. What I think is so beautiful about Mandora that you've got these rolling hills and your city's sort of built on little hills there too. And it's quaint and you feel like you're in a little Whoville village. But there's so many artsy, creative stores there for jewelry and crafts and, and glass and pottery and clothing and, and knickknacks. You feel like you're in you know, I don't know, heaven of like the village without like creepy people. Um, did I say that? I'm from New Jersey, New York. I can say that. Not, not just visual arts. We have a lot of music going on in mm-hmm. all the restaurants and the restaurants are yes, wonderful as well. I told you my friends, uh, Carol Stein and Jill Sharga and I, we would do an evening of estrogen. And I think we've done three or four years. We get brought up once there and we do our women's show of uh, three acts in the show. And we've had great houses, great support. Um, mm-hmm. We really enjoy doing those. Well, you can't spend a day in Mount Dora and not stop by our gallery, too, because we have some amazing exhibits going on. So talk um, a little bit more about the David Bowie exhibit. So the Modernism Museum has a many selections from David Bowie's furniture collection. Um, he collected, I'm, I hope I'm not going to get this wrong, he collected furniture from the Memphis and Satsis collection, which is a very modern, um, brightly colored... Well, I'm not sure how else to describe it. You really do have to see it in person because well, that's a great way to words. sell it. You have to see it. But <laughs> knowing David Bowie, of course you'd have to see it. Mm-hmm. He's so visual. Yeah, that's that's really cool that he's got an exhibit of his furniture on display. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, do you get a sense of who he is? Is there mu- his music playing as you go through the exhibit? I do, yes. It's kind of an immersion in Bowie-ness. All things Bowie-ness. All things <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> yeah. This was during his spiked hair segment of his life. And I here we so. have David with his long hair. <laughs> right. I, I like that he kept changing over the years, so mm-hmm. I imagine his work shows different periods of his life. Mm-hmm. It's a nice homage to his life. Love it. And it's on tour? And, and you'll have it until? It'll be there for another four or five months, I believe. All right. So listeners, you heard that here. Mm-hmm. Go get a piece of David Bowie's world and, <laughs> and check out Mount Dora. <laughs> what are some of your restaurants there? You mentioned... Uh, what are, how about some of your culinary artists that you're proud of there? Well, 1921 just opened up. Uh, it'll be a year this summer that they're open. Uh, Norm Van Aken is the um, 
culinary artist, you want to call him, <laughs> the chef there. Mm-hmm. He's well-known. He's nationally known. He's got restaurants all over. And what type of cuisine does he specialize in? It's actually a gourmet southern. Oh, love it. Yeah. Love it. Very, very, very good. Nice. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> we love going there. Yeah. Um, there are several international restaurants. If you want an international um, experience. We have Indian, we have German, we have a British meat boutique. I've had have, dinner at one of your sushi restaurants. Yes. Far from uh-huh. sushi. Community and, center. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can pretty much eat your way through the world. We have a Peruvian restaurant, two Cuban restaurants, wow. um, Italian, Italian, a little tiny dessert shop. And not far away, they just opened up a European bakery down on old 441. Mm. So we've we have a little of everything. It's very dangerous working downtown because you can gain weight. Except you yeah. do have a lot. It's a walking town. Which it I is love. a walking town. So you can work that off because you've got the hills there. That's true. And there's water nearby. And it's one of those quaint towns that it's great to go and walk around and look in the shops, have dinner, and then go walk the dinner off. And there's a park. And I mean, it's a real community there. And I love that you have to drive a ways to get there because you drive through nature that kind of helps you leave the city behind. And then you get to this little town where feel like when you leave, everyone comes out and go, nice job, everyone. We represented really well. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are kind of a big team. I mean, we all have the interests of the town and its historic quality to, you know, in our minds when we do anything. You know what? We're about to take a break, but when we come back, I'd like to hear a little bit about the history that makes you proud of Mount Dora when we come back. Listeners, thank you for joining us. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. We'll be right back here on From the Heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and we are missing you, Joshua Vickery. I know you're listening, um, but so glad that we are here today with Nancy Zinkowski and Chelsea Valila, and they are representing Mount Dora Center for the Arts and doing so very well, might I add. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, ladies. Uh, So we were talking about the arts in Mount Dora and how it lives there and how it's supported there, and it's such a great small community, but I love the fact that you have so many people that make it happen there, especially with one of our country's biggest and best and hardest to get into art festivals, the Mount Dora Art Festival every year, over 300 artists. Yes. Yes, I remember doing that. It's it's a beautiful time. And that's in September, is it? Or no, no, February. February. February, first, that's right. First weekend in February. It's when Florida feels like September. From exactly. From <laughs> <Yes>. Exactly. <laughs> Terrific. Well, um, when we were leaving, we started to talk a little bit about the art splash on the second Fridays. Tell us a little bit about that. So every month on the second Friday, um, we have a sort of a downtown-wide arts um, experience that goes on. We call it Art Splash. Artists and musicians can come and set up tables with their artwork. They can perform. So as patrons are coming downtown to eat dinner, they're getting to see local artists work. They're getting to hear local musicians. We have some street performers that will set up 
Um, the galleries downtown are open. Our gallery is open. We always have wine and refreshments if you stop in to see the show. So would you say that's between like 6 and 10? 6 and 8 six is and the eight? scheduled time, but okay. you know, it stretches out a little sure, bit. because you have all those fun. lovely restaurants mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. If there are artists listening that think, well, I, think I'll, I could go and maybe juggle there or someone I could show some of my watercolor work or, hey, I play guitar. Uh, how do they get involved? Do they just show up or do they contact you? You'll need to go to our website, which is mdca.org. There's an online application, one for artists and one for musicians or performers. Mm -hmm. What they need to do is print that out and then go to a local merchant in town, um, a shop owner, and just get written permission. Have them sign off on your permit saying that you can set up in front of their their store for the evening. Really? So Mm -hmm. that's... and It's a collaboration between... Okay, so because we know a lot of artists out there who are fantastic artists, my husband being one of them, that might want to show some of their work or someone who plays guitar. And so they could just go into one of your gallery stores or even a small restaurant and say, do you have anyone in front of yours for next second Friday? Exactly. And then have them sign the permit. Do they bring the permit in that gets signed or does the store owner have All they need to do is display it. Once they have the the merchant, the shop owner sign their application or their permit, they just need to display it that night. Okay. And so in order to get that application, once again, they go to Mm mdca.org. Or they can stop into our offices in person. And we can meet them. And where are, their off- where are your offices? Our offices are located at 138 East 5th Avenue. 138 Right East near the center of town. If, yeah, if you know where Donnelly Park is, mm-hmm. uh, the bring, big green space, we're right across from that. Everything's within walking distance mm-hmm. in Mount Dora. That's what I love about your small downtown. If you've not been, listeners, it really is a quaint afternoon. Go, go. It's really fun because there are shops to look in. There are restaurants to sit and browse. But there's history there. The buildings and the homes are just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels like you're up north. It does. Yeah, it does. Except in the summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I love that. I'm so glad that you got to tell us about the Art Splash on the second Friday of each week. And then the summer's art, Summer Arts Camps. Once again, tell us, is that just for those in Mount Dora? Or if someone's in a close-by area, can, they, can their children partake? If anybody from anywhere can partake. Okay. We do an art, summer art camp every year. This, we're in our 12th year now. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. We, I actually have a waiting list for it most summers. And I stress my instructors out because I, I kind of don't want to say no to any of the kids. So um, we, they're kids from 5 to 12. We keep them in their age group. And they, if they go all day, they get four different instructors, four different kinds of art mm-hmm. that they do. Um, the kids love it. They thrive. I, it's one of my most favorite things to do through the year. Oh, lovely. It's to see these children come and the amazing stuff that they accomplish and they create. And seeing a child clinging to their mother's leg by the end of the week, they're, they've blossomed into these chatterboxes and just just wonderful oh, just they to come watch. out of their shell and yes. express themselves and they live through it and they're better for it <laughs> and at the end of the summer camp it, it's eight weeks this year um the last day of the summer camp we do an exhibit and we clear out the gallery we hang all their art that they've done through wow. the summer and we have a real exhibit of their art we they invite their family friends we give them ribbons. Oh, how lovely. It's, it's beautiful to, to see. Well, and being that that's open to all of you, if you're listening, give your child that experience if you can. What a gift that would be for them. Um, how lovely. I, so once again, mdca.org, and that will 
get, ha, list all the different ways people can get involved or participate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for the Summer Arts Camp, on the website, we have uh, themes for each week. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a circus-themed exhibit in our gallery. So we decided to make it a thir- circus-themed Summer Arts Camp. So each week is a circus theme. Will, will there be any, uh, for people that might want to be a clown, will there be clowning for that week? We or? have a, uh, an instructor who face paints. So every week, it's called Face Paint Friday, uh-huh. and we'll be painting their faces. and Lovely. So um, that would be kind of a neat thing if it's one of, one of those second Fridays, have them stay later, and then any of the guests who come in, <laughs> if you want to face paint. Mount Dora has all their faces painted this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, lovely. So Mount Dora certainly does have a lot to offer people in the way of arts. How do you think that other communities that you've visited that maybe don't have as much support for the arts or have as much available could benefit from it? I mean, what do you think it adds to a community? We often ask this of our guests. I always say that we're the heart of downtown. Um we're treated like an information center sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're right smack in the middle of downtown, and pe- some people don't even realize we're there. Um, and it's a big surprise and a wonderful surprise when people come into Discovery. our gallery and realize that we are a center in mm-hmm. all the things that we do. It's uh, funny you say that, that you're right in the heart of it, because the, one of the reasons Joshua and I have named the show From the Heart is because of the ART in heart. You can't have heart without art mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> and you can't have art without heart so um, that's why we named it that but I do believe that when we create is it's an expression from our bodies of what's going on in our mind and our spirit body mind spirit um, and so it completes us and it's a way of telling stories I think art brings people together through the stories that yes. the art is telling um, we went to a, a conference recently where a speaker told us that if you don't have a story behind your art, nobody's going to stay, for example, in your booth at Arts Festival. They're going to pass right by, but they want to know your story. They want to know why you're making it. And so art is creating conversations among community members, and I think that's super valuable. Yes, and I think each piece of art is its own conversation, even if it's the one you have in your mind as you're observing it. Exactly. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, It evokes emotion. It helps the person that is quiet and not real social become social mm-hmm. because it you feel a connection with the art that you're looking at or listening to and that goes for artists of every age we see it in summer camp when those shy kids are sitting there you know not talking to anyone at their table but doodling and drawing something amazing and the kids around them say hey how'd you do that you know show me how to do it and then all of a sudden these kids are having amazing art conversations and teaching each other and it's a beautiful thing to watch and it's a safe place to do to we watch strangers come into jason's room and just start talking and at first it's because they're going that's pretty funny isn't it yeah it is and then all of a sudden they're sharing these other stories with each other And it all started by just an observation that they exchanged over a drawing that they Mm -hmm. saw. I've seen people go into Jason's displays. Um, We used to, he used to paint and at the Washington Square Park Outdoor Festival in New York, we did that for 10 years. I remember the first time I ever saw someone come up to one of his works and cry. Wow. And I went, really? I I mean, I don't know why that should surprise me, but I was early to uh, visual art with, Mm -hmm. with Jason. Now I see it as, you know, art is art. 
you cry at a song at a theater and why not right. a painting? I have two since then, but I, it was the first time I experienced that. And then how wonderful. You don't have to say a word, but you're giving someone a moment. I remember when someone told Jason that they had had open heart surgery and a large painting of his they purchased, they sat there every day and watched it as the sun changed as they healed and they felt it helped wow. him heal. Wow, what a beautiful experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we see that in the um, in the gallery. And my volunteers who are the gallery greeters will tell me that they've watched people come in and stay in one spot in front of one piece of art for minutes, 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 you know. And, and then come back and do it again. And then come back again, you know, see the other show and come back in again. And it's amazing that they're they're having that personal connection with something. Next time I see someone like that, I can't wait to ask them, uh, what did you get today that you didn't get last week or yesterday? Or why will you come back tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love that. Well, why do we go see a movie more than once? That's right. That's right. Because the story being told, whether it's a movie or art, is connecting with our own personal experience somehow. And do you see it different the second time? Good you see question. different things, right? Yeah, you see different question. things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Can you think of a movie or a play you've seen more than once? <laughs> Many. my husband will laugh when I say that my favorite movie is Jaws and I still see something different every time I see it (laughs) there's that tooth I never saw that tooth Um, I saw Pippin on Broadway 12 times it spoke to you (laughs) it it did and one day years later I had the opportunity to interview Ben Vereen who I used to wow that's great and I told him that and we even sang a song together from the show oh it was okay I'm still like going I'm 13 again but yeah, I just, and I did the story about a man finding himself, you know, at that age, but then throughout high school seeing it that many times, but uh, the theater. Yeah. Theater. Yeah. Um, I want to ask both of you, when did you realize that the arts would be something you wanted to have your life uh, make as part of your life as a career? Or I believe when I was five years old watching my father draw at the kitchen table Mother's Day card for my mom. Wow. That's when I realized this is amazing. Um, and it continued. My mom would take us. I lived in New York at the time, Long Island. And my mom would take us into the city every weekend. We'd either do a play or the ballet or the opera. Every weekend we'd have a matinee and go and see. Wow. 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 And do you still have that card? Yes, I do. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. I would have kept that too. Yes. Wow. How about yourself? Uh, I would have to credit my parents as well. Um, we, I was blessed to have two very creative parents, um, not artists by trade, but very passionate about having a creative outlet in their lives. And so I grew up with that. My dad uh, recently started carving decoys. My mom has always been painting and, and was an art major in college. So I had that as a background. I knew I wanted to, to pursue the arts when my dad, who was a teacher, took me to a high school art display. And I saw the kids light up the way that I see them now when, when they're at our summer exhibit after summer camp. And I just really responded to that. And I wanted to be the person that helped get them that excited about art. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wonderful thing. So Nancy and Chelsea, if you were to give um, advice to a parent that could, that maybe never thought about why it's important to introduce arts to their children, what advice would you give them as to why it's important and how they could do it? And no pressure, but we've got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. 
I believe that art created in the young, in the youth, when you're little, it helps build self-esteem, self-awareness. It creates critical thinking. It's something that they take for the rest of their lives, and they utilize it in all facets of their life for the rest of their life. That's beautiful. Thank you. And there's joy. Um, there's joy. You, you, you see the kids, they light up. When, when kids are making art with no restrictions and no risks and they feel safe and making mistakes along the way, they light up with joy when they're making something. And imagine a life where every day you can somehow light up with joy. I, I, that's my prayer for the world, that every day everyone has some joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we can through art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. that's I right. can't thank you both so much for thank being here Thank you so today. much. Thanks, this was Mary. wonderful. Well, thank please you. come back. We will. And I'd love for you to be able to spend this time with Joshua. Joshua, we missed you, and you would have loved this conversation. Listeners, thank you so much for being here today on From the Heart. We've been speaking with Nancy Zinkowski and Chelsea Valila. And please go and visit Mount Doris Center for the Arts. Go in and say hi that you heard them here and tell them how much you enjoyed their speaking today. Uh, We will see you next week on From the Heart. Joshua will be back. And thanks so much. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Good night. Good night.